Vicky Person, affectionately called Dr. Vicky. I am a wife. I am a mother. I am a grandmother. My grandkids call me Gigi. That's better for glamorous grandmother. I am an intercessor. I'm a first lady of my church, which means I'm married to the pastor. Um, I'm an educator in that space. I served, serve as a professor, as a principal. Uh, chief program officer. I'm an author. I'm a community leader, mental health and emotional intelligence coach, marriage counselor, entrepreneur, uh, and caregiver. And tonight I am serving as your panel host, where we're going to have a conversation about how to rise above the residue. I have some amazing women on my panel tonight, and I am going to toss it over to them and ask them to give us the elevator speech, the 60 to 120 seconds of who you are um, and what you do and anything else you'd like to share in the time allotted. Let's start with Miss Elaine. Good evening, good evening, everyone. Hope everyone's doing well. My name is Elaine Ezel Shelley. I'm originally from Macon, Georgia, but living here in the Washington, D.C. area. I am retired Army after 20 years. I have um, three kids, and I um, have three grandkids and another one on the way. Um, I currently work as a um, project coordinator for the uh, federal government. And I am also a best-selling author, uh, co-author of a book called Joy Comes in the Morning. And I am um, also a widow. So my husband passed five years ago, and I am finding my way back mm -hmm. to joy and happiness after dealing with such a major loss. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You'll have lots to share tonight about uh, mm -hmm. the residue. Yes, Thank, you so Thank you so much for that. Miss Ivy. Good evening, everyone. My name is Coach Ivy. I am a wife, mom, grandmother, uh, ordained elder in my church, Christian counselor, author, uh, speaker, uh, 15 times author, uh, six times best-selling author. I'm a TV uh, host, podcast host. I am the owner of Stepping Into a New You. You can become a new you if you choose to, but you must do the work. 
It will not be easy, but you can get to the other side of it and become a new you. Yes, I love it. Thank you for that. Miss Tangie, let's go to you. Hi, everyone. I am Tangie Warrior, and I am a mother, um, a daughter, and I am in real estate. I help family and friends and anyone that's in the market to build wealth with um, through real estate. So I, um, my goal is to inspire and help young women today. My company is Warrior Real Estate, and um, we're helping um, individuals uh, with real estate needs as uh, commercial and residential. Here in Atlanta, um, I'm, I'm a native of Georgia, born and raised, and raised, raised my kids here, and Atlanta is where I call home. Nice. Thank you so much. And Miss Liz. Good evening, everyone. I am located um, in Mississippi. I'm on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I am originally from Mississippi. However, I've lived many places, um, many different states, and have now been back here in Mississippi since 2006. Um, I came in after the, the year after Katrina. Uh, I am an entrepreneur. I own my own company. It's called Hoop Cares, LLC. We are a senior concierge business catering to the needs of the seniors in our area. Um, we do that by providing them transportation to doctor appointments, and other non-medical appointments, such as um, ladies who like to go get their hair done and or they like to get nails done or just a day out. Um, they uh, need to go shopping, things of that nature. So that's what we're here for. And it has evolved into caregiving as well. So we're also a sitting service, sitting slash caregiving service. Um, and I am experiencing the um, growth um, incredible growth, in, even in just the last 24 hours. And, and I'm very grateful and I give thanks to God for that because I believe that's, that's where all my help is coming from these days, especially my strength and my, and all. Um, and I'm also an international bestselling author. I have, um, co-authored several, meaning more than, more than a dozen books in the last two years. And there's more to come. And then I've also authored two of my own. So um, I'm always doing on the go and I uh, serve on many boards here in South Mississippi uh, to do with mental health and caregiving. Those are my passions and I'm excited to be here and participate in your panel tonight. Awesome. Awesome. Well, as you can all see, and as some of us have just learned, we have a wealth of knowledge um, on this panel. And so I'm excited to toss the ball um, to you ladies, I I don't I believe I failed to mention I'm in the state of Ohio, um, <clears throat> by way of Chicago, by way of Alabama, so I can connect with everybody on the panel. Welcome again to our panelists and to those that will watch this later. Tonight's topic once again is rising above the residue, and our objectives tonight are to define the word residue. Um, to discuss various scenarios and different examples that we have in our own personal lives that may be applicable, and then leave our audience and each other with some tools on how we can rise above the residue. So when you think of the word residue, 
what is the first thing that comes to your mind? How do you define residue? All of us are going to take a stab at that. Let's start with uh, Tangi. How do you define residue? Um, I define residue as some dust or ashes that's been left on you from coming out of or through something. And you know you've had a breakthrough, but you're left with a few things that are still left on you and you need to get it removed. That's how I see residue. It's just that little bit of ash or dust that is still left there that you need to, that is still on you, that you need to get off of you. Yeah, that's good. Ivy? I would just uh, define uh, residue as a covering over your soul. Mm. And it's going to take the word of God to wash it off so you can become anew. Love that. Thank you. Thank you. Elaine. Um, to me, residue is just, it's that smudge that's still sitting on you, whether it's in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit. It's just, it's something that's sitting there that you know you need to shake, but you're not quite sure how to shake it off. <laughs> this is going to be so good. Yes. Thank you, Liz. Uh, I have to say, Tangie stole my eye. <laughs> what I was thinking. Uh, I just actually released a book in August called Out of the Ashes, We Will Rise, which mm. is talking about shaking off the ashes of that we've been through because everybody's been through stuff. I mean, if you haven't been through stuff, then you're not human, I guess, or something, because um, we all go through things. And so that's what we what my um, definition of residue is as well. It's the ashes that we've been through and now we've shaken that, that off so that we can move forward. Yes, absolutely. Let me just give you what Webster says, and then we'll talk. We'll, we'll make that uh, connection. So according to Webster's Dictionary, residue is something that remains after a part is removed or disposed of or used. Residue is the remainder, the rest, or the remnant. So you guys knock that out the part. Right. So for tonight's discussion, I want to look at residue as it relates to storms. OK, as it relates to storms, we often think that the storm itself is going to take us out when actually it's the residue after the storm that can finish us off. Right. There's tons of residue after a storm. Miss Liz, you talked about Katrina. Right. There um, there's residues after tornadoes, after hurricanes, after tsunamis. Right. It's the results and the residue from the storm um, that oftentimes is worse than the storm itself. So when you think in relation to that, why do you think God allows storms to come into our lives? Liz. I think we have to go through storms in order to grow. It, we have to go through the storms in order to um, gain strength and knowledge and wisdom um, and the experiences so that we can help others. Mm. I believe um, that each of us are called to help other. It's not for us to keep inside ourselves. 
our experiences, our testimonies are not for us to keep inside. It's for us to share with those around us and um, or even, you know, a stranger uh, that you might run into. So I think that that's the the to me going through a storm is there to help me gain strength and also to help me um, maybe understand something that I've not been understanding. Um, you know, sometimes we have questions on things. You know, a lot of times we question, why am I going through this storm? And I believe mm -hmm. it's it's so we can can grow stronger. It also um, helps to bring our relationship with the Lord closer because mm -hmm. we're having to rely on him. He's mm -hmm. the one that's going to walk us through the storm. Um, he, along with, you know, we have friends that we hold hold hands with and hold us accountable. And I think between the two, that's that's how we get through those storms. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Elaine, you want to add to that? Um, I concur. Um, one of the, the things about being in the military is that you get to meet a lot of people from different backgrounds. And I, I always tell people one of the three lessons that I've learned from moving around with the military is God placed, placed me somewhere where I can learn something for myself or about myself, or he placed me there to be a help to someone else and to help them grow. Or he placed me there to meet somebody who may know someone else that I could use to help someone else. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, storms is a natural part of life. And, and yes, they hurt, but you can't overcome them. If, you, if you're putting in the proper work, you're surrounded by the proper people and, and you're, you're using the higher God or the higher power or, you know, whatever it is that you connect to on a faith level, then you can overcome it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And a lot of times um, it's not about us. Right. Right. Sometimes the storm, as you were saying, Liz, and referencing, sometimes it's for that testimony. The Bible says they were overcome by the words of their testimony. Sometimes it's for other people. Right. Uh, there's another passage that talks about um, who did sin. Right. Nobody. But so that the works of my father um, may be um, exposed or so that other people's faith can be raised. Sometimes we're going through things and they're watching how we handle it. Right. Um, so that their faith can be raised. So sometimes they're not for us. Strength. I believe I heard someone say strength. Storms do teach us strength. Right. Trials bring us um, really to ourselves, to the end of ourselves. It's in those times that we do realize that we have to depend on God. Miss Ivy, why do you think God allows storms? I believe that God uh, allows storms to shape and mold us into who he says that we are. Uh, there may be something in our lives that God needs to shake or destroy or shred, get rid of. Uh, there may be some things that God needs to pour in us. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, God sees more in us than we see in ourselves. And, uh, you know, I just preached about this uh, on this past Sunday about the storm and how Paul <laughs> went to Melita and with, with, the, with the barbarians and the snake in the fire, how he had to shake that snake off of his hand so it wouldn't bite him. And that's what we have to do when those test trials and storms come. We have to shake them off. But mm -hmm. after the storm, there's a calm. Yes. After the storm, you can appreciate those experiences that you have gone through. So, And there's always a purpose in the storm. Mm. 
a purpose, a purpose. I did a teaching on um, the purpose for your pain, right? Your pain sometimes can push you to your purpose. So we've just got to, um, um, as um, Elaine was saying, make sure that relationship with God is tight and is right so that you can say, you know, why am I going through this? What is it? Uh, what is the lesson? I don't want to miss the lesson, right? You don't want to, as an educator, um, you throw away your quiz papers. Don't throw them away because the test is coming, right? If you don't get that lesson the first time, you're going to have to keep taking the test um, in some instances. Tangi, hop in here. Yes, I totally agree with what all the ladies have said. I think God put us through storms to test our faith, mm. to make us stronger, to give us the strength. Because um, sometimes we don't know where it comes from and it's, and boom, you're in it. And that's the time you know that, hey, you're going to either you're going to rely on him or you're going to rely on something else that's not going to get you there. And it's like trusting in him so that he can elevate us to the next level. That's why I believe the song are to remove you, to change your trajectory, to have you thinking differently, to move you into a different purpose, um, to grow. So I think that's why we have the storms, because if we didn't have them and we just took life as easy and knew everything that was going to come, you know, wonder what would we, would we be lazy? Would we enjoy it? Would we respect it? So I mm. think the storms are there to keep us on our toes, to keep us aware, to keep us knowing who's in control, to guide us and take us to the next level and to the purpose that he had for us in our life. Absolutely. Yeah. I had just jotted down three reasons. Most of you have uh, touched on them, but I just want to reiterate storms teach us real gratitude real gratitude. It's easy to be grateful when life is going well, when the bank account is full, the bills are paid, cars running, kids are healthy, the birds are singing, right? It's easy to be grateful. But even in difficulties, we can we still can find things to be grateful for. Um, we had something that happened to our gazebo out on the deck, but the house was intact. We didn't get hurt, right? So some some Things are, are replaceable. Um, stopping to look for God's good hand and keeping a daily gratitude journal is so very healthy in um, learning a lesson from the storm. Even while Paul was in prison in Philippians 4 and 11, he says, not that I speak in respect of want, but I have learned in whatever state I am. Huh? We've all had some lean days. We've had some plenteous days, but we've got to learn to be content. And storms can teach us a real gratitude. And then storms can teach us peace. I heard you, Reverend Ivy. Storms can teach us peace. When we think, um, uh, we think peace is when everything is smooth, right? When everything is going well, um, taking a nap, you, you land, everything is good. But we have to understand that peace isn't the absence of difficulty, Peace is just what you said. It is the calm in the midst of the storm. Peace is what the disciples felt. Huh? When, when, when they thought they were going to die out there on that ocean and Jesus was sleeping, you know, master cares thou not what's going on. Hey, we over here, we drop what's going on. Right. But he says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So God brings peace, even in the midst of our storms. And then storms teach us strength. And I believe I heard one of you ladies say that. So I know we're on one accord. Storm teaches us strength. So how then do we live 
after the storm, after the debris um, of, of a storm? How do we live on what's left? I'm going to start with you, Elaine, because one of the things in your introduction you talked about was losing your husband. I believe you said five years ago. Yes, Devastating, yes. I'm sure. How do you live after a storm? Talk to the people. Ooh, I'm still living. Mm. And, and it has been a process. Today, as a matter of fact, I just sold our dream home. Mm. The home that we had built 10 months before he passed away. Mm. Mm. I finally reconciled myself that mm. the kids are coming back home. <laughs> Unless, unlike I would love, um, <laughs> and, but this is a lot of house for one person. Mm -hmm. And I had to be okay with the fact that it's fine for me to move on. Mm -hmm. I had to be okay with the fact that although our time together was short-lived, mm -hmm. the lessons that mm -hmm. I learned in those 18 months would be with me forever mm. and that's even in the midst of being at the hospital and being god why why you just gave him to me why yeah thank yeah. you for giving me somebody who allowed me to be vulnerable enough to mm. let them truly love me mm. 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 so for that i am grateful mm. Mm. Talk about finding a nugget. Talk about finding a reason to rejoice and to be grateful in the midst of your storm. Thank you for your transparency, um, the freshness of that, right? Do you know how many women um, will be, uh, can be encouraged from your testimony? We just talked about that, right? Sometimes it's not for us. Right. Those 18 months were amazing, but the books, the classes, the lessons, the coaching that you can do, right? On how you were able to, you said reconcile. I had to reconcile with myself. I had to come, I had to say it was okay, first of all, not to be okay, mm -hmm. right? As women, sometimes we don't want to do that. We're used to being the strong one, right? Yes, it's yes. okay not to be okay. And then it's okay to let go. Right, right. And, to resolve. And that right. I can sell this home now. It's okay. It's okay. And as, and, and as part of, of meeting um, Dr. Um, Vanessa and being one of the co-authors of Joy Comes in the Morning, it inspired me because I always, I've always journaled, but I created a blog called Finding Elaine. Mm. It's like, who am I now? Mm. And just from taking some of my journal writings or whatever it is that come to mind, it has helped me to shake off some of this residue. Yes, take it off, girl. I love and, it. You know, and, and look forward to spending time with our grandsons. I was able to take the, our 10 and 8-year-old on our annual grandparents vacation this year because it was finally time. It's like it's time mm -hmm. to get them back to having fun with Nina, as they call me, and just living life. So mm -hmm. it, it's, mm -hmm. it's been a challenge, but God has been steadfast and he's been so good. Awesome. Where can we find your blog, Miss Elaine? It's called um, findingelaine.com. Okay, perfect. Want to make sure that our audience is able to do that. I'm going to go to it as soon as we wrap. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. How do you live 
after a storm, Tangie? I'm actually going through one right now. And just like Elaine, today was a, a real um, magical day for me and my son. It's actually my son that have, um, have actually gone through the storm, but being his mother, his momager, in a sense, supporting him. He ruptured his Achilles um, a few um, months ago, had surgery, and had to rupture it again. It was, um, it popped went back for surgery um, the second time and got an infection after the second one. So all this is still delaying him from playing what he loved football. And then we go today, actually went to the doctor today and they did an MRI and his Achilles has naturally healed itself. Mm, amen. So um, that is just a lot of strategic planning. And I just didn't really know how we were going to get it done, how, you know, things were going to work out. I couldn't get it all together. And finally, just to see that blessing today, it just released a lot. And it just gave me more gratitude. It made me more thankful. It made me, it made us just go, wow, and see that just in knowing the powerness that God has when you are, um, when you're steady and you are um, still and listening to him and let him do the work. Um it, it feels really good. So just breaking through and hearing Miss Elaine's story now is just, you know, how you just reconciling with yourself and dealing with it and, you know, and letting go and let God is, is the best way I can say you really just have to let go and let God. Mm, awesome. Awesome. Yes. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Yes. Miss Liz, Miss Liz, how do you live after a storm? How do you live on what's left? Um, I know one way I have to do it is I have to lean on God. Mm -hmm. When I've been through some of the storms I've been through, um, I've not been through a, a widowhood, but I've been through divorce. Mm. And divorce is a, is a loss as well. And um, mm. the last one I had, it, it really shook me uh and at the time i wasn't a christian I, I mean i knew god and all that but i wasn't serving god so going through that and the um all the i guess it was like a shock um you know to know that you aren't going to be married anymore going through that storm that's also what brought me back to god um i had someone talk to me and and the next thing i knew i was big eyes big ugly crying <laughs> <laughs> on a sales call um, because the, the man had asked me the important question. If you die today, where would you go? Heaven or hell? And when I said, well, I'd like to think heaven, he said, then you're not going there. If you're saying I'd like to think. So that helped me to get my, find my way back to God mm. um, or to come back to the Lord and to start serving him. And that's what I did. And then he just decided he would pick me up and move me 500 miles away so that I would be away from, from some of that environment. Um, I needed to be rescued. So I went through that storm and, and I've come out much stronger. I am nowhere near the person I was 15 years ago mm -hmm. uh, because of my faith. And because of, I, I trust in the Lord. I, I, when you were speaking a moment ago, I kept hearing um, a scripture I just recently read can't recall where it is, but I know I kept, re I kept hearing the Lord saying, do you trust me? 
Hmm. And he asked that question three times in that scripture. And, um, you know, and I have to, and it was like, he was saying to me, do you trust me? Well, yes, I trust you. You know, I tell you every day, I mean, I don't leave this house without talking to God first. That's, that's my morning go-to and, um, trusting him to get me through whatever I'm going through, going to face that day. Um, but, uh, like I said, if getting through that storm for me, it was leaning on God and, and learning how to walk by faith and trusting in him and, and, uh, uh, as they, as he says, walk by faith, not by sight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause we can't see the road ahead. If we mm-hmm. knew what was going on ahead of us, we'd probably run back and hide. Stick the head in the sand. But, um, but I know that I can trust him. I know he's not going to fail me. I know he's not going to leave me because his work tells me that. So mm-hmm. that's basically, I mean, my storm, my, um, my umbrella for this storm is the Bible, is the mm. word of God. Love and that. So, you know. Behold, see what I will do. It shall be a blessing springing forth in Baylor. You shall you not know.